107.72 GO's Sarah and Patty Podcast. Hello, it's producer Alan, and this is the Sarah and Patty Podcast. In this edition, we looked at the etiquette for buying drinks at the pub with your mates. Tell us what you think now at the 2J Facebook page. We spoke to Eddie McGuire and looked at his extraordinary life, and we asked, what was your favourite toy as a child? Oh, look, Australian drinkers, listen up. This could be you, because we are fed up with drawing the short straw when your stingy mates fail to cough up at the bar. Okay, we, we are going to be talking about the shout, all right? Mm-hmm. So there's certain rules mm-hmm. and regulations, and we've all been in the situation where we've been a bit filthy at times mm-hmm. regarding the behaviour of those in the shout. Look, the Dodging survey, out just before it sure go. Oh, I, I, look, oh. it says more than half of Aussie think shouts often result in them splashing more cash than... They otherwise plan, but the thing is, is that if you're in a shout, just say if there's four blokes, all of you should have just four beers. Just say if it's four beers, all of you get four beers. Right. What if one of the people in the shout doesn't drink beer, they're allergic, and they just drink rum? Well, they drink, they go by themselves. Seriously, my mate was like that. So you think the shout is determining, like, but hang on, what if there's a lady and she drinks champagne? Depending on the cost, because my mate used to do is that. Is this based on cost, not drinks? Yeah, because like, just, say if, just say if a schooner is worth, say, six bucks and rum and coke's worth ten, that's not fair. What about this scenario? Mm. When in the shout, the first round, when you're buying, mm. I order a rum, mm. which is ten bucks, yeah. but when it's time for me to buy the shout, I order a beer. <laughs> See, that out. happens too. They're out there as well. They they'll are out there the, as well. They'll go the boutique beer yep. when it's your turn to buy. But mm. when it's theirs, they'll buy themselves the just the normal the Yeah, the normal tap one happens. What about? Oh, my wife just called. I got to go home right that, before it's your go. That does happen as well. Can't go, darling. I'm in a shower. Well, what you oh, do? That brings you know what you, great joy at the house. Doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> I don't care if you're in a shower. <laughs> well, what you do is you leave. If it's three beers, you leave twenty bucks. And ask for the two bucks. Okay, the next great. Week. So that's that problem solved. So yeah. wives of the Central Coast, now yeah. you can say because it wouldn't be many blokes in homes with the wife ring and say, "I'm sorry, babe, I'm in a shout. I yeah. can't come home yet." <laughs> How many times has that ever happened to a husband? So let's just be generic and yeah. say, fellas, what you can do yeah. is leave the twenty bucks. If it's if it's coming, if your shout was next and you have to go for whatever reason, you then you leave the money for yes. those so, three so beers. You, so no longer is it an excuse that you've got to stay because you're in a shout because you can leave the money. Exactly. Great. Exactly. Next thing, don't buy craft, get order craft beer when it's not your round. That's right. And then just go back to the generic when it is. That's un-Australian. If you're a rum drinker, Patty said you just can't be in shouts unless everyone drinks rum. That's right. Yeah, you find you find another two people at the pub that are rum drinkers and get in a shout with them. Let's talk champagne for a second. Yes. Of course, we're doing all of this responsibly. Yeah, of course. Now... Let's say everyone's going to get a glass of bubbly, but my, but your friend says, but look, I can't drink anything but French because it gives me a headache. <laughs> Should that person just go? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, didn't. I can only have the pommery. That's all I can have. All right. How much are they a glass? <laughs> be more than Queen Adelaide. Well, you know what? But if their drink is, say, double your price, they've got to shout twice. If okay, you're only fine. drinking beer, is that the? <laughs> if you're only drinking beer, it always comes back to the beer, doesn't it? If you're only drinking beer, should there be? And there's there's this twelve dollars a glass. Well, you know what? All right, should we have you at every t- like, just as a <laughs> yes. consultant at the pub? Yes. You're yes. a non-drinker. You can't drink for this job, right? No. You'd have to just walk up and consult. And if there's an issue, 
You so, come Rob, and see me. Can we get the, the, the shout consultant, please? Mm. And then you, you paid by the pub to just go over and say, yeah. now, what is it, boys? Good money, by the well, way. Well, there's five of us here, yeah. but Larry claims he wants a rum. rum. And then okay. you can say... And then I say, listen, <laughs> well, no, Larry. There is a notebook. Now, how much is this rum? rum. And well, Larry no, will say to me, ten mean, bucks. It could okay. be equating to maybe three rounds, depending on what he chooses. Seriously, and, and I can work it out, and I can save, you know... You might I, want the cognac. Well, oh, oh, Larry. So Larry, because he's celebrating the birth of something. So, Larry, now, Larry, I'd have to say, see, I could solve issues. All the problems. You know, a pub consultant. Oh, that oh. is a brilliant idea. Also, being responsible, you yeah. can say, no, listen, Larry, yeah. due to the fact that you've <laughs> soaked yourself in rum all night, you yeah. must go home. Exactly. Cards, get the card system out. Here we go. Yellow card, red card. Go, yeah, like they do in soccer. And then take him out the front and get the valet to just take him home in the... Uh, whoosh go his home. In the responsible Uber. And the, the, we, you wouldn't believe it, I run that business as well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You won't have time for a drink. You're too busy. Anyway. <laughs> So there you go. Hopefully we've helped you out. If you any worries at any stage, just call, call us. us. We've got all the rules here. If you've got a shout problem. A dilemma. Uh, yeah. Uh, a might shout be with, fiasco. Uh, honestly, at the pub that you drink at with your Because you don't want to fall out with your bromance. No, you know, no. You know, Look what happened last week. Yeah, We're exactly. talking about dude bosses. You oh, don't want that. God, you want everyone back together. Four three two four double four double four. Like, if you do want a question, ask about shouts. Has something arisen that we haven't covered off? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think we've covered it all, sir. <laughs> shout consultants there on Extraordinary Lives. We've already spoken to Ray Martin. Certainly. Uncle Ray. Yeah. Pete Murray. Absolutely. And we have got a legend with us. We have got Eddie Maguire. Woo! Hi, Eddie. Good morning, Hello, Ed. guys. Great to be with you. Likewise. Eddie, is it okay if we talk about your extraordinary life? <laughs> I don't know how extraordinary it is, but uh, we can uh, have a crack at it. That's for sure. As long as I don't bore you to death, Sarah and Patty, it's great to be with you. <laughs> All right. Let's get into Extraordinary Lives with Eddie Maguire. Sarah and Patty's Extraordinary Lives. Our extraordinary life we're looking at today is Channel 9's Eddie Maguire. And I guess when you think about the opportunity to talk to someone like you, Eddie, you get a bit nervous thinking about it. But oh, I, guess... I wouldn't have thought so. Why is that <laughs> No, no, but I'll tell you why. Because we, gr- we, we watched you so many times on television, whether it be the footy show, whether, you know, Millionaire or whatever it might have been, even when you did the stint as CEO. And I guess you just think, how do you get to be Eddie Maguire? And for us here in New South Wales, we never had AFL at our schools. We never had that sort of thing. So the first time we did see you for a lot of people was hosting the game show and doing it so well. But you started well before that in sport. I did. I started as a 13-year-old. I got my first uh, paid gig uh, writing for the newspapers uh, covering AFL football and cricket. And I was lucky enough to uh, cover my first international cricket match when I was 15 years of age at the MCG and sitting alongside people like Henry Blofeld and, (gasps) you know, all the international uh, English cricket writers, you know, the the biggest names in sport at that stage and Australian sport was just uh, wonderful. So, you know, I was still, what was I in, about uh, year nine, I think it was. And filing my copy and uh, in the great tradition of journalists they dragged me down to lunch in the long room and uh, <laughs> uh, remembering that uh, you know the week before I was uh, trying to uh, get into the southern stand into the public section <laughs> suddenly in the long room as a 15 year old oh, and uh, well. they gave me a couple of beers as well to go with it and we went back and filed copy in the afternoon again so yeah it was it was an amazing time for a young bike uh, who um, you know I, li- I lived in a housing commission house in Broadmeadows my parents came out to Australia I was the first one of my family born in Australia so you know it, it really was the land of opportunity that uh, was drummed into me by my parents 
and I've, I've got the taste of it very early on in life. Eddie, how do you fit it all in? Your breakfast host, Triple M, president right, yep. of the Collingwood Football Club. You do the footy show now. You also write for The Sun. You do other TV shows. Family and other man. Events. Family man. Mate, how do you fit it all in? Oh, well, it's, uh, well, I actually run my own business as well, and, uh, and, uh, you've left out Fox Footy, which, uh, is a major huge, part of my yeah. life, yep. and, and, uh, also the Melbourne Stars Cricket Club. But, uh, but you do all that because, uh, you know, I, I, I love the idea of, uh, having a varied lifestyle. I, I think one of the things that, uh, is key to life is never become jaded. And I think a lot of people, even if they get into a job that they love, Sooner or later, they become jaded. You know, it was the joke that uh, if you're handing out gold bars in the main street, there'll always be somebody who complains they're too heavy. So you've got to have an optimism about you. You've got to decide that you want to do the job. Don't complain. Don't explain. Get on with it. And uh, if you want to have a go at life, then do it. You know, you might hit the wall occasionally, and uh, that that happens. But you've got to make sure that you're you're okay. You've got to make sure you can do the jobs properly. But the enthusiasm of life is what drives me, and I just love being involved in projects. I like to to see if these things work. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do. Don't be afraid of failure because, you know, you're going to get that. Don't be afraid of criticism because the old saying, if you're not copying flack, you're not over the target, is pretty much uh, you know what's going on. And in this country, in particular, people want to have a go at you if you step out of line or step out of the norm but if you're prepared to have a go mm. the success or the uh, at least the the joys of uh, of trying far outweigh any of the negativity that comes your way well you did have a go when someone said hey do you want to host the footy show back in the early 90s yeah, and did, that yeah. that must have been scary like do you think well okay well i've never done that before good lord how do you just pull on your brave pants and go for it yeah, absolutely. Well, absolutely. well, we pushed the idea. It was, it was um, sort of my idea. Mm. And uh, at that stage, no sports show had ever worked in prime time on Australian television, which was quite remarkable given the sports-loving nature of our country. Huge. But, uh, you know, we are able to do something, particularly in uh, the southern states at that stage, because a lot of the sports that uh, uh, the sort of demarcation, what they used to call the Barassi line in the old days, mm. between uh, northern states and the southern states was always NRL versus AFL. And as a result of that, you couldn't get a national show. And everyone tried to do these national sports shows. So we got a little bit lucky in that we were able to do it in our own hometown and in the footy states, uh, the AFL states, and it worked. And then... By the end of the year, David Leckie decided uh, that uh, why don't we do this in Sydney as well. And the, the NRL show with Fatty, which became a, you know, a great brother relationship up there with the NRL show at the same time as the AFL show. So we're able to be parochial in a lot of ways that you wouldn't be able to do in a national show. And I think that was the, the success of it. It was a, a local show. At, uh, you know, as uh, I believe as media becomes more international with the internet, radio and television will succeed by being more local. We were able to hit that at the right time, and we came in with a different look at it. We broke stories. You know, we had fun. We uh, broke we traditions. Had, we, did, we did everything, and, and be, then became the tradition, believe yeah, it or not, yeah. uh, 24 years later. So, yeah, it was just something. And at the right time, I was only a young bloke. I was um, 28 years of age, mad on the football, uh, you know, wanting to make a name for myself, came across from Channel 10 to Channel 9. And, uh, you know, I was going to make it work come hell or high water. And, uh, you know, you go in with these things, the best way to do it is to go in with that naivety. And we did in a certain way, and suddenly this thing took off. Eddie McGuire from Channel 9 and all those other TV shows. Second part tomorrow. Today we looked at his early career. Yeah, t- tomorrow we're going to see, what's he doing now? Yeah, yeah, all right. We're looking forward to catching up with Eddie. Extraordinary lives. But this is a really cool story. I love this story. I read this when I first came in this morning and I went, oh, I love this. Mm-hmm. Pogo Pro, Ewan Chait, he's 11. 
He took a big shot at the world record last night and he broke it. Now, the youngster is from Alstonville in the northern New South Wales area. He jumped his way into the record books on his pogo stick on that show Little Big Shots, you know? Well done, you. You might have seen it. Yep. Now, the feat, making the most jumps on a pogo stick with no hands, was Ewan's fourth Guinness Book World Records title. Mm. And he thought he'd get a 1,000, but he ended up doing 1,253. Oh, well Ewan, done, Ewan. Well done, You've buddy. actually made me remember... One of my favourite toys when I was a kid, and it was my pogo stick. I loved my scooter, and I had the two-wheel with the pump-up tyres. Uncle Dennis got me. It was an orange one with the back pedal brakes and hand brakes, by Uh. the way. That was a real favourite. My bike, of course, but my pogo stick, I used to crack up when I go up and down the footpath. (laughs) (laughs) So you had had footpaths. You had a footpath. You could do it. Don't have many on the Central Coast. What was your favourite toy as a kid? Billy Cart. You loved your billy car. Not the homemade one, one that was bought, and I still remember waking up. It was the greatest thing. Seriously. Anyway, hang on. Were you guys rich? Oh. You didn't have to get an orange box and make your oh, own. Oh, we did. We did when wheels. we were kids. But we, uh, when we were living over North Bundy, mm. and then we had this big, like, we were on the river, and so the houses were high up, and we had the big slope. So sit on the, sit on the, <laughs> sit on the billy cart, and whoop, down the yeah, hill we went. Wow. It was brilliant. That so was my favourite. This is giving me great memories again, on yeah. top of my memories, because yeah. now I'm thinking about when you're in the billy cart derby. And for those who'd like to see it, it's on Facebook right now. Thank you, Sheppy. <laughs> pa- 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 who has pa- put Paddy Gerard when stacks he was the billy cart. Stacks the billy cart. <laughs> you know what? I blame. Chris Holstein, Chris Holstein, who's running uh, for council this weekend, he said, would you go, it was some charity, would you go into it? Anyway, I hit, I don't know what I hit, and we were going down the big hill, you know where... Near the courthouse. Near the courthouse. Well, actually, you know where the NRMA is on one side? Yes. And then you've got Woolies on the other? Yeah. We were halfway up, well, nearly to the top of that hill as you're heading up towards the hospital. Anyway, we're coming down, and I hit some... (laughs) Anyway, Chris King was calling it. And then I rolled and I rolled and I rolled. Well, you can see this because it's there. We've got it sorted. And you know what? The only reason I didn't sue them was it was a charity because I stuffed my shoulder, ripped my pants. So, well, I mean, it's funny that when we look at toys that were your favourite, you went straight for the billy cart and yet you're hopeless at it. Oh, no, hang on. I was doing great speed and work, this miserable workplace. They bought this cheap, cheap billy cart. Oh, so bad workman blames his tools. Yeah, and hang but on, you had been spoiled. You had the the custom made I one. know. I did have that. and But honestly, my shoulders, as I said, it ripped all my pants. Oh, and then, heaven oh, forbid. Fair if deacon. you want to laugh, have a look at that. <laughs> but what was your favourite toy as a kid? As he put it up, baby. Good on you, Chef. Hey, Bank, what's your favourite toy as a kid? Morning, guys. How you going? Yeah, really well. was Matchbox cars. Oh, yeah, we used to love them. I was a tomboy when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. Did you you have a brother or sister that you used to play with them? Because we used to sit... Well, I'm the oldest... Well, I'm the oldest of sixty, and there's four of us girls first, but most of my cousins were boys. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, every time we went to visit them, we would sit down in the um, mud... And play all the dirt and play with the, the cars. We used to sit on each side of the room and then race them towards each other to see them smash. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. You idiot. <laughs> Did you do that? Oh, oh you didn't. No, no, ours was, you know, in the dirt tracks. We had our hills and yeah. our bands. You had your little roads, yeah, your road so. system. Yeah. Our little roads. Yeah, oh, matchbox cars. Thank yeah. you. Good one, Beck. Thank Thanks you. for that, Beck. Have a good day. You too. Cheers. Bye. We've got Wayne from Mangrove Mountain. Wayne, we're talking favourite toys. Mine was the pogo stick and Paddy's yep. was the billy card, although he's not that good at it. Oh, I had one stack. <laughs> I hit a po- something. What about you? 
mine was my uh, push bike. Got to ride, ride all over the Central Coast on Oh, yeah. the pushy. Uh, hey, mate, what was the furthest on the day that you got to go? Because, I, I mean, the, you remember that day where you just kept riding and riding and riding and you didn't care, no care in the world. Um, it would be, please live at Tasper. I used to ride all the way down the peninsula um, over to Patonga. Oh, wow. Uh, so, mate and I would just go out for a ride for the day and when you were younger, did you, you know those um, spoke things you used to get out of Kellogg's cornflakes? Spoke, did you used to stick them on your spokes? No, we were poor. We had to use the old cut-up ice cream container. Yeah, <laughs> did you? That made more noise than the Weetix card. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, so, uh, Wayne. Talk about your Billy cards, there, Paddy. Yeah. Um, Mangrove Mountain Muscle Car Club and the Country Fair have a um, Billy card derby on every year at the fair. Yeah. Oh, relive it. You can, wow, right. Wayne. Are you pretty hopeless? Mate, I mean, you, if you mate, want to see someone stack. I haven't got over the last one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how we go. Give us a call back when it's on. Thanks, Wayne. No worries. See you, Wayne. Bye. Oh, look, you know, Chef, he's a mongrel. He, on our 2Joe's Facebook page, has put up when I stacked that billy cart at the charity. <laughs> what I was doing, and I just was really... It's basically a straight passage, and mm. somehow you've managed to mm. over or understeer on a straight pass and pass No, the honestly, there was, a, there was a dip there. Something happened there. And uh, remember we had a boss here, and he would, to cheer himself up, if he was feeling low, he'd just watch that and laugh and laugh. <laughs> But yet again, when I asked you today what was your favourite toy, yeah. you said the billy, the billy cart, even yeah. though you've had that terrible injury. I was able to uh, overcome that, yeah. Look, uh, And just, I want to remind everyone too, and Mary, you're included in this, mm. if you call up and get on the air with us, you're as, oh. you know, as always, the last couple of weeks we've been doing it, yeah. you're on the standby list for the Lionel Richie experience. So, yeah, yeah all of our callers, thank you very much. This has been the Sarah and Patty podcast. Have them for breakfast weekdays from 5 on 107.7 2GR.